0: Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Your Saltwater Guide, Captain Dave Hansen, with another big show for you today. Gang, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to get going here in just a second, get a few more people on here, and we'll get started. I want to thank everybody on Spotify and Apple and Megaphone. It is absolutely unbelievable how fast we're growing over there. I want to thank everybody for that. And then uh, I also want to thank everybody for all your orders yesterday for Promar. My goodness, the guys over at Promar are just... Blown away by all the orders. I guess you guys are serious about rockfish fishing. They said the rock cod squirts were a huge sale yesterday. Big numbers yesterday. So a lot of people are watching our show. A lot of people are paying attention and a lot of people are tired of sucking at fishing. So that's why we do this show every day, Monday through Friday, because there's plenty of people out there that want real good information, real Real, honest information, and today is no exception. We try to do this every Wednesday and Thursday. Thursdays, we bring in my beautiful wife, and on Wednesdays, I answer your questions. You can text the show, anybody out there watching. All you have to do is text the phone number, 949-374-0786, and I'll answer any questions. We got a couple already, but you can send your questions to me. Nine four nine I'll answer all the questions as they come in as fast as I possibly can. And then we will give away one shirt today to one lucky texter. Also, make sure you let us know what your name is when you text the show. You got to tell me what your name is. I won't know. It just comes up as a phone number on my phone. So make sure you leave your, your number and then I will, or excuse me, your name, and then I will text you back after we find out who wins the shirt today, but we're going to get started in a couple more minutes. Don't forget one of our big sponsors, roasted anchor coffee company, check them out, go to their website, order up some coffee, let them know you saw them on our show. And, uh, You enter through this QR code, you're going to save 15% by entering the code YSWG and the number 15. You'll save 15% on your order of coffee. We're all buying coffee. We're all drinking coffee. Why not drink the best coffee on the planet? Roasted Anchor Coffee is unbelievable. The flavor. They were at the show, at the PCS show, giving away samples of their coffee. And I'll tell you what, I fell in love with it. I'm a coffee drinker. I drink a lot of coffee. And uh I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with Roasted Anchor Coffee Company. So check them out and we'll get going here. Just waiting for a couple more people to get on here. But I'm gonna show you the reel I use when I'm rockfish fishing. And don't forget, gang, you can text the show. You can call you can text in your questions. I will be more than happy to answer them if you have any questions. Go ahead and feel free to text me. Keep an eye out for Marley. He's not feeling great today. He's a little under the weather. He's hanging out in his box up there. I don't really know exactly what's the matter with him, but he hasn't eaten much today, and he's kind of just being all droopy and kind of lazy today, just laying around. So you might not see him jumping around, but he is in that little box right there, right there. He's in the little box, just look peeking out through the vines. So you may get to see Marley, you may not today. We'll see what happens. But uh, don't forget to text the show, gang. I'll answer all your questions. But look, at when you're fishing rockfish, gang, it's imperative. And we talked about it several times the last few days as we're getting into this rock. You want your reel, and this is a Tesoro 5 from Akuma. And this reel will work just fine for fishing rockfish like I talk about. I like to fish them in two to 300 feet of water. I'm not doing that deep, going out there and fishing it for in 600 feet of water to hook fish that I'm not allowed to keep. So whoopsie, text the show, don't call. Text the show. So I'm going to use this reel. It's going to hold plenty of line because I have it, as you can see, I have it filled to the rim, right up to the very top of the spool with braided line. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna thread this through and I'm gonna put a swivel on the end of it and then I'm gonna hook my rock cod squirt or I'm gonna hook my lure or I'm gonna hook whatever I'm gonna use onto the end of this braided line. I use zero, zero, zero top shot. I want to feel every bite. I don't want any stretch when I'm rockfish fishing. That's why I like to use a longer rod, nine foot, with a little bit softer tip to get a little bit of that spring action in it when I set the hook to catch my rockfish. But I'm going to be fishing. I got to turn this volume down. People, questions are coming in. I'm going to turn. I'm going to have my drag as tight as I possibly can have when I'm uh, when I'm fishing rockfish. Sorry, I'm just trying to get this volume down. I'm going to have the the volume as high as I can possibly have it. Is very, very high, very, very tight. I do not want any, I got this thing hammered down. I do not want any line to come out when I'm rockfish fishing. I do not want that lingcod or that big red to pull my ganyan or pull my lure back into the rock. I want to make sure that I get them so the drag's going to be as tight as it can be. This is 40-pound braided line. I find it highly unlikely that I'm going to catch a red bigger than 40-pound. It could happen there. Marley's moving around a little bit, but I doubt it. So forty pound braid's gonna work just fine for doing what we're doing as far as rockfish fishing goes. Forty pound braid, and then I'm gonna put that rock cod squirt, or rock yeah rock cod squirt from Promar on the end of this, or I'm gonna use my lure, my live deception flash lure, or something like that that I got from Promar, or I'm just gonna put a hook and a piece of squid on if I ran out of. The pre-made Ganyons from Promart. But look, one more time. Look at this. It's filled all the way to the top. There is nowhere else to put line. I have these things. Every one of my reels are filled to the top with braided line. Yep, that's how I do it. That's how you should do it. There's no reason. And this is a bitchin' little reel, this little Star Drag Tesoro. Check this out. These things are really, really cool. These things work just fine. They'll catch every rockfish out there. We're not dropping these down 600 feet, though. We're fishing them two to 300, 350 maybe. Okay, so we have a few questions here. First trip for me to dip down into Mexican waters. If I launch out of Shelter Island, do I have need to have a special permit for my boat? I did get a Mexican fishing license. Well, listen, if... If you're going into Mexico, the best thing I would do is go over to Bloody Decks and look at their requirements for having a boat. I talked to my legal team. I made a video about it, but I'm not going to post anything that has anything to do with legal with all the people out there today that just are dying to focus on one thing or another. My website, we're not going to post anything about it, but I know you have to have your passport. I know you have to have your tourist card. And I know you have to have a wristband when you go down there. I know you have to have those. How do you get those? I'm not going to tell you. You need to research that. You need to get them. Besides your fishing license on your private boat, you have to have those three things when you go into Mexico. So you got to be careful. You got to follow the rules. You got to do what is right. We don't want to get caught down there doing stuff that's wrong. It's not a right to fish in Mexico. It's a privilege. You do not want to think that it's your right to fish down there. They are allowing us to fish in their country. One of the very strange, weird things is, uh, hold on, I'm answering this. One of the really strange, weird things is we don't allow them to fish in our country. And here we're going to talk a bunch of baloney and we're going to say that I can't believe that they make us do this and that. Hey, it's just so nice that we're allowed to fish in Mexico. If they take that away, then you're really going to be bummed out. You're really going to be bummed. So keep the comments on social media down. Understand that it's not your right to fish in Mexico. It's a privilege and an honor. And make sure you do it exactly the way that the government requires you to do it. It's super important. You do not want to go down there and think that you are the ugly American and you're going to go down there and throw your weight around because you're a $100 heir and you're just going to be able to do that. That's not, how we, that's not how we want to be when we're in a foreign country. And I live in a foreign country, so understand that I'm telling you the honest to God truth. So we have a question from Curtis. And don't forget, gang, those of you that are watching are just tuned in because we just jumped the members up a bunch. Bunch of members are watching now. Don't forget, you can text the show today and you can ask me any question you want. We have a great question from Greg Curtis out of San Diego. How long does fluorocarbon leader stay good when it's stored in a controlled environment, which would be inside your home, inside your cabin of your boat? Fluorocarbon just like monofilament. It's not going to go as fast, but it's the same type of thing. As soon as it starts to... F- be in the sunlight and in salt water, that is when it's going to start to deteriorate. It's not going to deteriorate as fast as monofilament, let's be honest, but it is going to have a a definite effect on it. So like I tell everybody, once you go out and you use your fluorocarbon leader for the day, I would never use it a second day because it's already been exposed to the salt water and it's been out in the sun all day. And now you're going to leave it on your spool or on your rod or on your reel. And you're going to go out and use it the next day. Come on, gang. That little piece that you're going to use, remember, because we have our reels filled to the rim with braid. So we're not really using a lot of fluorocarbon. We're using little short pieces. I use like a 12-inch or an 18-inch piece when I'm fly lining. And when I'm fishing rockfish, sometimes I just use that rock cod squirt. I don't use any type of leader at all. So I'm not going through a lot of floral carbon. A lot of times I'll just use mono. And then his second question was, what about monofilament? How does that break down? That breaks down much faster. And it breaks down a lot of the time when you go to tackle stores today and you grab that spool of monofilament that you purchased and you rub your finger down it, you can already feel the twist in it. And it already has memory from the spool because let's be honest, gang, they're not really taking that great a care of it anymore. The whole world's changed, as you all know. And a lot of this product is setting out on the back of flatbed trucks, and it's not getting the care that it was designed to get when it was first made, when it was first brought out on the market, and people don't understand this anymore. Plus, plus, you know, shipping and all the different costs related in getting these products to the store, it's gonna have a big effect on this product. And especially if it's been sitting on the back of a flatbed truck, beaten in the sun, it's already being damaged. So be impaired, be aware of that and understand nowadays, if you're using monofilament, really, to be honest, you're kind of being a dinosaur. So monofilament's kind of, I know I was a mono guy for my whole life, believe me. When I switched over to braid, my good friend, Steve Benefield, he was telling me the benefits of it. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm a mono guy. I'll tell you what, I cannot fish with monofilament. And I'm an old man. I'm 61 years old. I cannot use monofilament anymore because it's for me, it's like fishing with a rubber band after you've used braided line for as long as I have. So if once you make that crossover, you're going to find out that it's way better to use why do I use a star drag opposed to a lever drag? And gang, try to send the questions in on uh, my phone, but I'll answer this one. This is from David Sickman. Me personally, I've never, ever, ever, ever flicked the reel into second gear or kicked it into low because I, I personally, I'm not going big tuna fishing or big marlin fishing. I don't wanna do that. That is not fun to Captain Dave. I don't wanna go do that. Fun is fishing calico bass, fishing little groupers, fishing pargos, fishing snook in the mangroves, or fishing groupers. So I'm not using that two-speed reel. Plus, the star drag is so much easier to use. You can adjust the drag, I'm old school, you can adjust the drag throughout the battle. On a lever drag, in order to change the drag pressure, you need to back that lever back or forward or back. And a lot of times in the middle of the fight, and you go to back that drag off, you flick it into free spool on accident. It's a giant mess. That's probably the two main reasons why I don't like lever drags. I don't like them. But on my big trolling reels and on our on our one thirty that we use for catching those big bluefin, yeah, that has a lever drag, but. I'm not using it. My passengers are using it. My friends are using it, but I'm not using it. I'm using star drag all day, every day. Plus the reel is so much lighter. The reel is so much easier to handle in your hand. But you asked me what I like. I don't know what you like. I don't know what the makers of the reels like. I don't know what Jimmy Joe Jack over on his boat in Hawaii likes. I don't know what you like. I was asked what I like. Just like And i'm going to answer your questions here in a second if you want to have some fun you guys want to laugh this afternoon and dan and kim you already know where i'm going with it i have a video right now that is absolutely going viral not as viral as the helicopter video which is approaching 80 million views which is absolutely mind-boggling to me 80 million views on one platform facebook and it's on all four platforms but we Really only pay attention to where the real human beings live on Facebook. I don't spend a lot of time over on those places where the robots are. But uh, I know a lot of the young children today love that one where all the robots are. But I don't go there. I'm Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. I I post on every platform. But my focus is Facebook and and YouTube. And we have almost 80 million. We'll have 80 million views by the end of the week. But I have another video that has over 600,000 views we posted four days ago, How to Tie Up Your Boat. It is comical. I am getting death threats. I am getting told that if I was seen on their boat, they would shoot me. It is absolutely amazing. You want it fun? And I just thank them. I just say thank you and keep moving on. If you want something fun, go read the comments. Right now, there's almost a 100, just a little under a 100,000 comments. Go read the comments. You'll be blown away by the hate. It's absolutely hilarious, though. It doesn't bother me. I just laugh and just keep on doing. I bait them. If you've watched any of my videos that I post, I bait all these people. It's like throwing a handful of anchovies in the water on a school of calico bass. These people come foaming on it. It is unbelievable, It's so much, I have, I have a blast, and my wife, Kelly, girl, she has a blast reading these comments, because it is so easy to trigger all these people. They just get so fired up. But hey, let's go ahead and jump in here again. Okay, so we got John Rowe. John, how are you today? Nice to talk to you. Hope you can join us on the VIP. Does it matter, your dropper loop setup, if you use mono or floral? Currently, I'm using floral as For me, it tends to not tangle itself right. That's the thing with the fluorocarbon. It's not going to get as twisted. It doesn't retain memory like monofilament. So it's not going to get all twisted up. It's going to be much better. The thing I say about it to people is, yeah, fluoros a little bit more expensive. Is it necessary in deep water? No, but it is if you don't want to be tangled up all day or tangling up your your uh, dropper loop rig. So yeah, John Rowe, you're perfectly doing it just right. That's how I would approach it. Using the floral is going to make it so it's not a big tangled up mess every time you bring it up from the bottom. So yeah, thank you for that question. And then, uh, I don't own a boat, but when I go out, I go on limited load trips. Would your app still be helpful? Apps, listen, this is some question I've been asked by a bunch of people and the amount of people that are jumping on our website now because they're starting to understand the app makes it so much easier. And if you don't know what my app is, we'll throw it up here on the screen. But this is a perfect question. Yes, because I don't care if you're going on the Royal Polaris or if you're going on the Sum Fund, you are going to be engaged in the act fishing. So why wouldn't it be fun to know exactly how to do it? How to tie the hooks, how to tie the line, how to conduct yourself on the boat, how to stay out of tangles, how to bait your hooks, how to do everything that it takes to be successful when you go out on that limited load sport fishing boat. Are those of you back East call them head boats? We call them sport fishing boats out here on the West Coast. To go out on a sport boat, yeah, this app's going to only help you. It's going to only help you. Do you need the bundles? No. But you do, you do want to know the basics. You do want to increase your ability to the fundamentals of fishing. And the fundamentals of fishing are the number one reason why most of you don't catch. It's because you don't know the fundamentals. You all think big giant glob of bait's going to be way better. Elephants eat peanuts. Big giant mackerel is going to be way better. Elephants eat peanuts. The app cannot be bad. Just like when I go fishing, when I'm taking you guys fishing, or when I used to take people fishing, I gather up as much information as I possibly can. I always have the most information I have. I can go to I go to Fish Dope. Jason and Ollie, great personal friends of mine, help me tremendously building my business. I have nothing bad to say about Fish Dope. Danny over there at Fish Dope gets a lot of great information. We take all that information. We go to Billy Kay's website. We gather as much information as we can from Billy. I gather all that stuff up, plus the information I get from all the members, and I put all this for you on the website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Never in my life, like I said on Pete Gray's show the other day, never when he had Captain's Concept on there. And those guys, they do a great job. There's no body that's given information that's not giving great information. It's always good to get as much information as you can. Information is the key to everything. If you want to be successful, gather as much information as you possibly can. And my app and my website is a phenomenal amount of information from a guy that's made his living fishing Ran sport boats and yachts and your own, and went with you on your own private boat. So I have a little bit of knowledge of every aspect and I try to put that all together to give you the very best opportunity to catch fish. Thank you for that wonderful question, but you didn't leave your name. Okay, hey Dave, do you have a shirt for sale? I'm doing a three-quarter day charter in September and trying to get some stuff to give away. Okay, you didn't leave your number. If you can send me your number, I'll get back to you. We'll we'll get you some stuff to give away, I promise. But I need to know who you are. So yeah, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me your number. Okay. Hello, Dave. Do you have a preferred depth? you like to fish for rockfish and structure size? Thanks, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Like I've been saying on the, the last couple of days on the show, because we're getting ready. Rockfish season opens on Saturday, April 1st. Unfortunately, if you look at the weather, it's not going to be a fun day to be out there. Let's just be perfectly honest. We got—we live in Southern California. I used to say we have 350 beautiful days in Southern California. This year is an exception. This year, we're probably going to have about 200 beautiful days because it's been pretty gnarly. It's been the worst storms. And I was talking to Chris Dunn, the weather guy, the other day. And then Mark Christie on KTLA summed it up perfect. April's going to suck too, gang. There is storm after storm after storm. He said there's four major storms coming in April. So I don't know how we we'll get around that. But as far as fishing goes, Matt, I prefer fishing rockfish 200 to 350 feet of water. I want reds. That's what I want when I go. I want the reds. So I'm going to stick with that depth because that's kind of the depth they live in. And then if you don't have any spots, once again, you can gather as many spots as you possibly can on our website. And Kelly Girl is putting together, we have a whole bunch of new spots we stole out of a bunch of old captain's books. She's putting together a plethora of spots that hopefully we get it posted up by Friday. She's, she's rewriting all of it so that you can read it, and make it legible. But there's going to be a bunch of new rockfish spots available at our website besides the other couple hundred that are available. So if you don't have this, if you're not a member of my website, you didn't download the app yet, it's right there on the screen, hit it with your phone, hit that QR code and get the app and get it up on your phone. Okay, why don't you want spots? That blows my mind. If I had something like this when I started running boats back in the eighties, the I would have taken advantage of all the spots for goodness sakes. Don't listen to the guys over the little zit-face kids over there on Instagram telling you to figure it out on your own. They didn't figure nothing out on their own, and you don't need to figure nothing out on your own. I'm right here. I'm gonna be more than happy to share all my information with all of you. Okay, let's go. We got another one. All right, Tim, my buddy, he always has a great question. Tim's got a good question today. Do. do you tie your braid straight to the deception lure? And if so, what not do you tie? What I do. Because I'm old school and I believe that you need some little type of invisibility on the line. So I'll put a little short piece of monofilament or a short piece of fluoro, depending on how much money I have at the time. If I have extra money, I'm going to use fluoro. If I'm I'm not, I'm going to use monofilament. And I'm going to put like a 12-inch piece, Tim. And I'm going to tie it. I'm easy. I tie it with a double uni. And then I take that double uni and then I tie a improved cinch knot to the live deception. So I tie it to my braid with a double uni, the floral or the, or the mono. And then I tie to my live deception flash jig. I'm going to tie a uh, a uh, improved cinch or a San Diego, either one of those two. I It all depends on how much of a hurry I'm in. So that's how I'm going to go about that, Tim. Thanks for that wonderful question. Darren, perfect. Thank you, buddy. I read that usually the Del Mar rockfish area turns out bigger fish than La Jolla and Point Loma spots. What do you think? I do prefer the shallow areas. Thank you for everything. Listen, the key, like we said yesterday, Darren, it's not about the area. It's about being on the spot. If your GPS is saying one-tenth of a point off the spot, that's why you're catching the smaller fish. The bigger fish are going to be on the spot, pinpointed right on there. And they, what they do is those bigger reds and those bigger fish are going to keep those little fish away because they'll eat them. That's why you always want to be zeroed out on your GPS, 0.00 with distance to go we talked about it on the last couple days on the show how important it is to make sure that you're on the spot so you want to make sure you're on the spot and then you want to make sure that you have enough weight to get you down there before you drift off the spot as far as areas go 90 percent of the spots people don't fish them proper so you don't have to worry a spot that I love, 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 and I've caught many, many, many fish, and it's a big, long rock, and you could spend all day there and never fish the same part of it as the pipe. The Point Loma pipe is by far San Diego's jewel. It is the coolest thing. There's very few places that have a, a pipeline that you can fish from Seven Fathoms to 400 feet. And that pipe has so much fish on it. If you go to our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com and look at this rockfish spot, I talk about that pipe so much because you can make, you can just have your whole day fish that pipe. If you learn how to do it proper, like I said, you're gonna drift off of it in a second. But if you can get your bait down there to the bottom, right on the pipe, catch a rockfish, get them up, Swing the boat back around and drive back. Darren, you don't have to fish anywhere but the pipe. If I was in San Diego, I would make it super easy on myself. I would learn that pipe. I would learn it, and I would learn it, and I would learn I know it pretty good. I know where I can catch lingcod on that pipe. I know where I can catch reds on that pipe. And I know where I can catch the other stuff just to finish out the limits on that pipe. And you can get all that info, too, at my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Make sure you download that app, gang. Don't forget Okay, so that's what I would say. And then we got some more questions. Mike Lewis, do you prefer to rockfish natural structure or man-made structure and it are different ways to fish them? Perfect. I just was talking about it. What, I fish it the same way every time I make sure that I'm on the spot. Now, man-made would be that pipe. Perfect example. And there's pipes up and down the coast. But there's no pipes as prolific as the Point Loma pipe because of the fact that it goes out so deep. There's a pipe up there and off of Trump's golf course in Palos Verdes, that pipe goes out pretty deep too. I'm not, I can't remember the exact depth, but that thing's loaded with rockfish too. if If you learn how to fish it proper and make sure you get down there onto it in time. But the number one thing I would say, Mike Lewis, is... Make sure your drag is hammered down when you're fishing any type of structure. These rockfish, they know that rock or that structure better than we ever could. When they bite your bait, the first thing they're doing is they're grabbing the bait, swimming back to their house. You can watch them all day, every day on videos that aren't, they're not getting caught on. I don't care if it's just a regular acting fish. The minute he grabs a bait, he's headed for cover all day, every day. So it's imperative that your drag is hammered down so that they can't get you into the rocks. And if you're using those rock cod squirts and you're using 40-pound braid, they got zero chance of busting you off. You're not going to, that fluorocarbon, I think it's 60-pound floral or 80-pound flora that they made the rock cod squirts with. That stuff's not going to break. It's not going to break because your drag was too tight. But if they get you in the rock, it's going to break. Okay. So, Chris Bailey. Do the yellowtail hold up on these rockfish spots as well? That's a great question, Chris. About, well, before 2015. So, probably 2013, 2014. Down in, in, uh, at the rockfish spots down off of Box Canyon. There was a phenomenal amount of yellowtail living on those rockfish spots down there in two to 300 feet of water, big schools. And down at Colinette, that's where they catch them. Big schools down there on the rockfish grounds in two to 300 feet of water, all the way out to 400. Down in Mexico, we catch them in 400 feet of water all day, every day on the Yo-Yo Irons and the Sea of Cortez. So yes, they do live in that deep water. And yes, you will have a chance to catch them. And if you're starting to see a lot of boomerangs on your meter when you're looking around, that's a good chance that, that that yellowtail's moved into those rockfish spots. They love eating those little rockfish, they love eating those little sand dabs, they love eating that squid that lives on the rockfish spots. So that's a great question. Chris Bailey, thank you very, very much for that question. That's a good one. And that's information people needed. Dave, this is Rick from Orange. When rockfish fishing with the squirts. It seems like all I get is really small six-inch fish. What can I do to entice the larger fish to take the bait? Back to our point that we've been making for the last week, Rick. And if you're doing this and you're pinpointing 0.00 on your GPS distance to go, then you're still just catching little fish. Then maybe take the squid off and just use the the uh, squid squirts with no squid on there. That'll keep those smaller fish from going after it. And then another thing to do if you're still only catching little fish is go to a different spot because that spot may have been cleaned out. Those reds move around and from area to area. But it's all about being dead, dead set right on top of the spot. If you have if you're off of it eighth, an eighth of a tenth or whatever. You know, if you're just off of it, a tiny little tick, that's where you're going to catch those little starry-eyed rockfish and the green-striped rockfish and the, and the uh, what are they, and the sand dabs, thank you, sand dabs. Those are the fish you catch when you're not on the spot. You know immediately when you're not on the spot, when you're bringing up the little junk fish because they don't live on the spot. The reds live on it and the little junk fish live around it because the reds won't let them get near it. And that's a big deal. You've got to be on the spot. That's probably 90% of the reason why most people only catch small fish is because they're not on the spot. This is a question. I don't know who this is from. We'll see. Some ships sail east, some sail west. I have no idea about sailing. Great question, though. But I don't know anything about sailing. Don't want to know about sailing. So, any, So, any? I'm sorry. Not, another question we're not going to answer. Gang, if you're going to send a question, send a f- question about fishing. Don't send your Booger Eater stuff because we're not going to read your Booger Eater stuff. And also, don't leave Booger Eater comments on our post on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. That'll just get you instantly banned. I don't need any more followers with negative comments. I only want positive people. Sorry, but that's just the way it is. And we're getting, uh, right now we're averaging 30 million views a, a month. So I don't need anybody that's not giving me the good stuff. Okay, Mike Lewis. Link cod is, is my all-time favorite fish. The I only catch them when random when rock fishing. Is there something specific I can do to target them and not all? Yes. Oh, about 15 or maybe 20 years ago, I wrote an article for the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Magazine all about how to target lingcod. If that's all you want when you go rockfish fishing and you're not worried about getting all that other fish that lives there, you don't want any more red, you you just want lingcod, go to each and every one of the spots on our spots videos, Mike, And fish with a one pound weight and a six to eight inch live mackerel. Not a great big one pound mackerel, you know, six to eight inch, maybe 10 inch, but not bigger. Clip one of his tail fins, like I show you in the dropper loop, how to fish for yellowtail, and use only live mackerel. Don't use anything else. Go out to the to the area where you jiggle up mackerel for bait. Fill up your bait tank with live mackerel. Get as many in there as you possibly can have. Then go out there and fish cod all day. Straight live mackerel only. You First of all, that gets all those little fish away. You're not going to worry about little fish anymore. If you do hook a fish, it's either going to be a big bocaccio, a red, or a ling. So that, that's taking you out, and that's if you want to pinpoint cod, that's how I would do it. That article still stands tall today over on Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Magazine. It's the McCoy. That's how we did it. I went with Jason that owns BD Outdoors and uh, Fish Dope. And we went and fished that uh, Southgate Rockfish Tournament 15 or 18 years ago. He called me up. I go, okay, here's what you need to do, Jay. Go get me as many mackerel as you can. They fished the bait barge all night, got us like a couple hundred mackerel. And we went, and we didn't win. We crushed that tournament. We had so many big fish. And the big lingcod was 22 pounds. We had like five lingcod. That, any one of those five would have won. But we weighed the biggest one because that's what you're going to do, man. You just want to, you just when you're doing it, you want to crush them. So we had 22-pound ling. And our average rockfish was seven pounds and they were reds and boccaccios because we fished live mackerel. We didn't fish anything else. Now, 90% of the people I take fishing, they want to get a bite. So fishing live mackerel isn't, isn't um, really the way for me to go about it. But when I, if you and me were going, Mike, we would go catch a bunch of mackerel first and then we would be pot committed. That's another thing that you have to understand. You gotta be pot committed. You have to be all in. That's what you're gonna do. You gotta be all in that all you're gonna do is fish for lean cod and bigger rock fish and just keep those one pound weight. Why a one pound weight? Because that'll get that live mackerel down to the bottom. Any less weight he's gonna swim it around. You're never gonna make it. Remember, we got to get right down to the bottom. So I'm gonna use a one-pound weight. It's going to be about that big if you get a real one pound piece of lead. And then I'm going to drop that with one hook. I'm not using two. I'm using one hook, one mackerel. That's how I'm doing it. And it works flawless. You put two on there. It's a giant mess. You're never going to hit the bottom. They're going to be swimming around making a huge mess. One hook, one mackerel, one one pound weight. Drop straight to the bottom, straight up and down on the spot. As soon as you drift off, you got to wind it up and drive back over to the spot. Drop it back down. And if you didn't get bit the first two or three times, don't stop. Go back there and do it again. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Five, ten times to make sure you're right on top of the spot. All right? Dan and Kim. When fishing rockfish, do you prefer torpedo, flat, round? What shape do you like best? Torpedo's going to get you down there the quickest. Also, the old the old um, rectangular shape weights that were big lead because it's going to have the front of it's going to be bullet shaped so that it sinks straight. Anything with a curve in it or anything that's going to sink back and forth, that's no bueno. You want it, just like I show you on the live deception lure, the way it's set up, it's going to go straight to the bottom. You want it to go straight down to the bottom as fast as it can. Try dropping a different weight over and watch how it Pendulums down, that's no bueno. That's going to slow you down and not get you to the bottom. Torpedo sinker, best. And then as you get up into the one pound, two pound weights, you're going to need that that rectangular shaped weight just because that's the only way you can get that much lead. Torpedo sinker, we used to use them boat lines. Remember those two pound? And I know you do, Dan. fishing and albacore, we use those two pound torpedoes. They're really hard to find nowadays. but They work really, really well. If you could find some of those, that would be the go-to fishing that mackerel. All right, we got more questions. Thank you. Is there a particular sabiki rig that you like best to catch mackerel with? This is Chris Bailey again. Yeah, I'm going to use the sabikis made by Promar. If you go to the Promar website, gang, you'll be blown away with all the products. There it is. Hit that QR code. Go over there to the Promar website. You can get your sabikis over there. You can get your Rockcod squirts. You can get everything you need to be successful when you go fishing. When you're on the website, just go. Hit that with the QR code with your phone or your iPad. Hit that QR code and go over to the Promar website. You're going to be blown away by all the products that Promar Ahi USA make. You'll be blown away. You're gonna go. They make the bait scoops that I use. I already have these on my boat, the exact kind. You don't even know they make the. Remember, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and then we're coming up on it. Remember, they have that landing net, the Pro Mesh series landing net. You have to by law have a landing net. This is your big opportunity. Those of you that don't have a landing net on your boat, there it is. The QR code. Hit it with your phone. Don't buy it today, but it'll be on your phone already. Then go to the website and get your landing net. You have to have one by law. But there's so much stuff at Promar you won't believe and all the stuff to make it easier for rockfish fishing. But the sabiki rigs that they sell at Promar, you're going to want to get the small hooks. I like to use the small hooks. I don't want the big hook sabikis. I think they make a number two hook. I want the number six. Hook, sabikis, and you'll see it right on the package when you're looking. You're going to get the size six because I want to catch that smaller mackerel. I'm not marlin fishing. Down here in Cabo, I'm going to use those number two hooks because I want that bigger mackerel for the dropbacks for the marlin. But up there in Southern California, I want that smaller, that six to eight inch mackerel. That's what I want. That's candy to those lingcod and the reds. That is candy to them. So I'm going to use the smaller hook sabikis. And that's how I'm going to approach it. Okay, Chris? Hopefully that helped answer your question. Okay, Tim again. Last season I caught some nice reds on my boat, but I also caught nice whitefish, which seems to be outnumbering the reds. I Am I doing something wrong? Back to the same thing, Tim. Those whitefish and the green striped rockfish and The sand dabs and all that stuff live off of the main structure of the rock. The reds, gang, the reds are like little bullies, if you can think about it like that. The reds are little bullies. They are going to keep, they eat everybody. They eat the sand dabs. They eat the whitefish. They eat the baby bocaccios. They eat all the rockfish. They're like a bully. They're, They're a gnarly fish, really mean, and they own the structure. They're going to be on the best part of the structure. The 0.00, like I say on my how to fish rockfish, they are on that part. When you drift off of that part, if if you just drift off of it a tiny bit, that's where you're going to get your whitefish. That's where you're going to get your bocaccio, your green stripe, your starry-eyed rockfish, all your little gobbledygooks. That's where they're going to be. And it's going to take a little while, gang. You're going to have to have patience. You're going to have to have no wind. Oh my gosh, that's a big one. Wind is not your friend when you're rockfish fishing. It's not. It never has been. It never will be. We don't have any questions right now, so it's a good time to get your questions in. If you guys have any burning questions you want to get into me, send them right now. I will answer all your questions as quickly as I possibly can. we got a few more minutes. I told Kelly Girl we go to the beach at 1, so... If you have some questions, I'll give you like 10 more minutes. So if you have some hot questions you want to get answered, this is your big opportunity to ask me anything you want, and I will answer your questions. Chris Bailey, one more time. Thank you for all the knowledge. In the bundle on your apps, are you preferred spots to locate and catch mackerel? Yes. We talk about it all the time. And also something about my my app, Chris, and something about me and who I am and Dan and Kim and Darren and Mike and and Augie and all the members that are on here. And I I didn't list all of you and I apologize. Every single one of you matter to me and I care very, very much about all of you, as you know. But Chris and everybody that's watching right now, this is going to blow your mind. I answer every single phone call. I talk to each and every one of my members. I, You're all family to me. I appreciate every one of you. And so, yeah, if you're a member, Chris, my phone number is posted all over that website. I want you to call me. I, you say, hey, Dave, I'm going to go out of Dana Point this weekend. Where can I catch the mackerel? I'll tell you. You say, Dave, I'm going to go out of Mission Bay this weekend. Where can I catch mackerel? I'll tell you. Hey, Dave, I'm going to go out of Long Beach Harbor. Where can I catch the mackerel? I'll tell you. I I promise you, I will never let any of you down. If there's ever someone that's going to answer the phone and help you all the way, be a member of their website. But that's my commitment to all of my members. I want to help all of you be successful when you go fishing. Okay, we got another question from Fernando from Dana Point. Halibut fishing tips. All right. That's great. I have... Over on our website, we have a bunch of stuff about halibut. And I have three good videos about how I approach it. Now, there is several different combo rigs. There are several different ways to do it. Guys like to do it with the dropper rig. They like to put on the three-way swivel. They like to do all this and all that. I personally, I like to be engaged in the act of fishing the whole time. The way I go about it, and I do... When I fish halibut, I do pretty good. Here's how I go about it. I use a weight according to the depth of the water. A lot of the time I'm fishing that shallow water down off San Onofre when I was up at Dana Point or in South Laguna. And I'm fishing in 25 to 35 feet of water right outside the surf lines, especially when the grunion are running. And I'm going to use a, a quarter of an ounce of weight or a half-ounce if there's a little more breeze, and I'm gonna use it in a sliding sinker form where the sinker slides right down to the hook. That's how I like to do it because it's almost like fly lining on the bottom. So that's how I like to do it. And then I like to keep contact with the bottom all the time as we drift. And if the line gets stretched, there's a really good, really good tip. If your line's way out stretched way out away from the boat because you're drifting, that's not going to work. You need to have contact with the bottom. You need to be able to feel the bottom as the boat is drifting. If they're, if it's stretched way out there, like three or four hundred feet off the side of the boat, you're not really fishing. you're not even you can't feel the current's got you or the wind's got you too much and you're not feeling the bottom. You want to have contact with the bottom. Wind up your line, throw it back out on the opposite side of the wind, let it come down to the bottom there, and then walk across the stern and let it drag across the bottom. When it gets stretched out too far, wind it back in and do the whole process again. But when you're halibut fishing, you want to make sure you have contact with the bottom with your sinker. And then I like to fish it in free spool with my thumb on the spool or my index finger on the spool depending on how you hold your reel. If you hold it the right way, your index finger will be on the spool. If you hold it the booger eater way, your thumb will be on the spool. I'm not here to judge how you hold it. A lot of you hold it wrong and that's fine. And you brag about it, that's fine. I'm not here to tell tell you you're doing it wrong because I know you caught a fish once and that was great. I use my index finger on the spool. Thumb on the trigger, which is the, In gear, out of gear, index finger on the spool. When the fish starts to take the line, I let him run. I put a little bit of pressure with my index finger on there to make him think another fish is trying to, yeah, Marley, you're getting excited now because he's like, dad's getting all excited about fishing. I put my index finger on here. I feel the pressure of the fish pulling the line off the reel. I let him have it, but I don't let him just have it, have it. I put a little pressure with my index finger because remember, The smartest fish in the world is dumber than the smartest mouth. If you put a little pressure on there, he thinks that's another fish trying to steal the bait. He's going to suck it right in because he doesn't want that other fish getting it. I can feel the difference because I got braid and I'm using my index finger. I'm not using my thumb. I'm using my index finger and I have my thumb on the trigger to click it into gear. No downtime. It goes right into gear on on the handle. There's no downtime if you hold it the right way. But as he's taking it, I apply a little bit of pressure with my index finger to make him think another fish is trying to take it into gear. Two or three cranks till I feel the line go tight. Then I give a little hook set and then I slowly wind my halibut up to the surface. If you wind him up slow and you don't keep jerking the rod, you can pretty much walk him right up to the top. Nice and slow wind, that halibut will come right up to the top and he doesn't even know he's hooked until you gaff him. Are you put them in your landing net because you got that Pro Pro Mesh landing net from Promar? Once you put him in the net or put a gaff in him, he goes absolutely bananas. You got us to go right from the gaff or from the net into the fish box, slam the lid shut, and wait till he quits going bananas, and then get your pictures. A lot of times, I've seen people get so excited because they caught their halibut, they want to take a picture right away. They go to grab that thing and it flops over the side and gone forever. Just relax. You got them. You can take a picture. They they look great after they've quit wiggling After when they die. They still look just fine. Brown on one side, white on the other. They look just perfect. So, gang, if we don't have any more questions, and I don't see any. Oh, also, this is uh, sticky fingers again. Oh, he's got two questions. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay, sticky fingers here. My question is how to target lane cod with lures on the charter boats. And then his the second question is for a dropper loop rig, would you advise using a barrel swivel before the weight or use it for the connection? I tie it straight. I don't use a swivel. I tie it straight. I put double uni to connect my uh fluorocarbon to my braid. I use a double uni and then I put a weight on the end of the the carbon and then I put my dropper loops in the middle. If you've watched it on my website, how I do it. I don't use swivels. As soon as you start to add swivels, then you're adding extra knots and you're adding more area for failure. So I don't care. I'm going to only use it one trip. If it gets all twisted up, I don't care. I cut it off. I throw it in the trash and I'm ready to go with a brand new rig the next time I go. So I'm not worried about it getting all twisted up. We're not fishing rockfish all day because we have a bunch of spots that we loaded up off of our off of our website, your saltwater guide. We know we're only gonna have to fish them for like an hour or maybe two hours because we're gonna have our limits. And then we're done and we clip it off and we throw it in the trash and we go surface fish fishing or we go home. So having a swivel on there, the only reason people put a swivel on there is to stop it from twisting. But I don't believe you need that. And if you're using the rock cod, squid squirts, you're you're not going to have to worry because they already have swivels on them. Okay, so that answers that. And then if I'm going to go on a if I'm going to go on a uh, charter boat, I'm going to rig up like I said with that heavier weight and the one hook and the bigger bait. I'm going to use the big sardines. They have the bigger the sardine, the better. They're probably not going to have any mackerel because that's not what they do. They're trying to get fish, limits of fish on the boat. They're not going to spend time using straight mackerel for bait. But I'm going to go to the very, very bow, to the very, very pointy end. And I am going to flick my one pound weight out off the bow, out, straight. Where the bow is pointed, I'm going to flick it out straight ahead. That gets me out away from all the other people on the boat, and keeps me out of all the tangles, and I got a better chance of hitting the bottom out there and getting away from all the tangles, and then I got a better chance of catching a ling cut. And I'm gonna do that every time if I'm on a charter boat, if I'm out there with a bunch of people, I'm always gonna try to get to the bow and get as far away from everybody as I can, because I don't wanna be in tangles, and that's a nice safe area up on the bow. So we're all out of questions, so let me see here. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Hold on a second. Chris B., Chris Bailey, text me your uh, address. Kelly Girl will send you a shirt. You won the shirt today. It's that easy, gang. We give away stuff all the time. Something I want to talk about is on the game plans last week, I told everybody that was a member of our website that I was going to give $100 away to the best lobster pictures that came onto to our community what happened one person rick mauer he's the only one that sent in a picture rick he posted on the communities. you can go check it out right now rick won 100 you us dollars from me i paid him yesterday because he was it wasn't hard to pick who won he's the only one that sent in a lobster picture what is wrong with you guys do you have plenty of money give me some i need to borrow some money from you so that what we're going to do next month, for the month of April, we're going to have a contest. And I'm going to give away $200. Obviously, $100 didn't get anybody excited. So I'm going to give away $200 US out of my personal bank account. I'll Venmo it or Zelle it to you for the very, very best rockfish picture on our community. If you're not a member of our website, you suck anyway. So you probably won't get any good pictures of rockfish. But... You got to put your pictures of your rockfish on our community starting on Saturday, and then uh, we'll pick one winner, and we'll announce it on May 1st, who won the 200 U.S. dollars. I give away stuff all the time. I give away money. I give away prizes. I give away fishing rods, reels, so much Tackle. You can't even comprehend. If you came to the show, the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, we gave away over $10,000 US dollars worth of product at that show alone. Gang, I'm real. I'm committed to all of you. I'm not going to let you down. If you haven't downloaded my app yet, why? What are you afraid of? Don't be scared. It's free to download. And you will want to use it one day. You'll be out on a boat somewhere and you'll go, shh. What did Dave say about how to catch the bigger rockfish? I can't remember. Oh, I know what he said. He said, don't eat your boogers. First of all, stop eating your boogers. And then second of all, use a bigger weight and a bigger bait. Download the app, gang. I will never let you down. And call me. Don't be afraid to call me. Don't be afraid to call me. And those of you that are joining our website, which we've had quite a few people this week already join the website, leave your phone number. Don't be scared. I'm not selling your phone number, it to me. I own the website. It's all me. I don't have 50 partners. I don't have a bunch of advertising people. It's me, me, me. I'm not selling any of your stuff. I'm not selling your email. I'm not selling your phone. And the only reason I want your phone number is so I can call you and give you a tour of the website. That's the only reason. I just want you to be able to utilize the website to the fullest extent that it's there for and it is a phenomenal website built by a fisherman for fishermen. There is nothing else out there, gang. Everybody else that's built a website for you to learn how to fish. they've never fished for a living their whole life. They go fishing. Don't get me wrong, they go fishing, but they haven't fished for a living their whole life. They haven't. I'm sorry. the people that have they don't they don't have enough money to pay for to build an app. Go look at what it costs to build an app and tell me if I'm not committed to all of you. All right, gang, I will be here with you tomorrow. I got to be really, really, really good to get Kelly Girl on the show tomorrow. So you'll find out if I was a good boy tonight or not, if Kelly Girl joins us tomorrow. Thank you all for everything you do. Thanks for all the stars you leave, Mike Lewis, Augie, Dan and Kim, uh, Scott, everybody that leaves stars, and I left some of you out, I know, but... Those are the people that leave them every single day. Thank you so, so much. And if you want to tell your friends, you want to watch Captain Dave, I'm live every day, Monday through Friday with my live podcast. On uh, Friday, we got the great Pete Gray, who I guarantee you, you'll want to hear his story. He has made sport fishing boats in Southern California relevant for over 30 years. My father said he was one of the best things that's ever happened to the sport fishing industry. And my dad was the don of sport fishing in California for a very, very long time. Pete Gray has a great story. He's going to set with us and talk about it. Pete Gray's had a radio show on 1090, the mightier 1090. For 30 plus years, Pete's been doing it. He's been interviewing people. Well, we're going to interview Pete. Pete's been very influential in my career. I'm on his show every Sunday doing a report. Every Sunday, a live report on Pete's show. We're going to have Pete live with us. Make sure you check out Pete with us live. Go over there and check out his, uh, download his app. Go to his website. Get the app. Listen to his shows on Saturdays and Sundays. It's a great show. I start every Saturday and Sunday listening to Pete having my coffee. Thank you very, very much. You Oh, one more question. One more question. Sorry, it just came in. Sticky fingers. If I was... To bring a few friends that have never done rock fish fishing before, what tips could I do? Okay, the very first thing I would do is I would make sure that you have those rock cod, those rock cod squirts from Promar. I would make sure you have those in the tackle box. That's gonna make it so much easier for you when you're taking your friends. Every charter boat should have them on their boats. Every landing should sell them at their landing because these things are bulletproof. They work phenomenal. And they make it simple, simple. You take them out of the pack. You tie the line to the top swivel. You clip your sinker to the bottom swivel. You put a couple of pieces of squid on. They drop it down to the bottom. They catch rockfish. It doesn't get any easier than that. If you're going to tie up a bunch of rigs for them and do all that stuff, you're going to be tying all day long. If you're going to take a few friends, I would make sure you have those. That would be the number one thing. Make sure that all three or four or five of you have the exact same amount of weight, eight ounce, 10 ounce, 12 ounce, whatever you're going to use. Y'all have the same amount of weight and use those rock cod squirts. That's the end of our show today. I can't believe we went a whole hour today. Uh, Okay, two more questions and we'll be done. Fernando, do you make bait such as squid on the coast, not islands? Any tips there? I don't make any bait. If you believe in a higher power, I believe in God. God makes bait. Now, I do go out and catch bait. (laughs) I'm sorry. We just, that's humor. We use that all the time. But um, there is plenty of squid up and down the coast. We talk about it on our game plans all the time, Fernando. And yeah, you can go out there and you can catch it. And as the springtime starts to move along and we get done with all this garbage weather, I believe May is going to be a phenomenal year. Time for squid on the coast. And yeah, we catch a lot of squid on the coast after a big rain like we just had. So I think you're going to be able to catch squid on the coast. Absolutely. Pay attention to our game plans and see where that squid shows up. And uh, thank you very, very much. Oh, my goodness. Thank you very much, everybody. I didn't mean to yawn on you. You're not boring to me, and I definitely am not bored. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see you all tomorrow. Pray that I'm a good boy and Kelly comes on the show tomorrow. See ya.